Hey guys, today I'm going to be reviewing the movie Hail Caesar. Um, if you follow my Instagram, you know that I said my next podcast would be for one of my favorites. It's called Dark Passage with Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. But here's the thing. My film class, we, we just finished watching Hail Caesar. And he told us we could either write an essay or make a podcast. And it's been a while since I've made a podcast because, you know, I've been busy. So I thought, why not make a podcast and post it on here and I'll just send the link. So, yeah, not only am I plugging myself into um, my film teacher's, you know, radar, but, you know, I also get an episode out, which, you know, that's cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, we just finished watching the Coen Brothers movie, Hail Caesar. Um, so right off the bat, I just want to say, this movie feels amazing. It it really does feel like that when you saw your first black and white noir, noir film, and you know, you just got that feeling, you were like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. If you don't know how that feels, I feel bad for you. And if you want to know how that feels, you should watch the movie Dark Passage, which you can probably rent online for like three bucks or just pirate. I mean, borrow from a friend. Wow, do you guys hear that? That was weird. Anyways, um, don't actually pirate. That's illegal and it is very bad. Please don't come after me, FBI. I haven't pirated a movie. Um... So yeah, like I said, it feels great. I also think that Josh Brolin was by far the perfect casting choice. I mean, my gosh. I love the way he makes his voice sound. It sounds like someone from an old movie. And he really does look like the buffer version of Humphrey Bogart because of the costume design and all of that, which, you know... I love. In case you guys didn't know, I'm a massive fan of old black and white movies, especially Humphrey Bogart. He was in the first black and white movie that I've seen. Um, it was called Petrified Forest, which I'm pretty sure he made that movie before he was famous, so it's kind of cool to watch afterwards. So yeah, go check it out. Um, I also really liked Alden. I- I'm not going to butcher that last name. Um, something, last name starts with an E in this movie. I really liked him. I could see some people getting annoyed by his accent because he really does just make this southern accent. Actually, it's not even southern. It's like, it's what everyone thinks a southern accent is. And I actually liked it. I mean, I'm from the south, so I know how one sounds. And he doesn't really sound like it. But I think that was the point they were going for more. I think the Coens were going for a more comedic value in the voice instead of a more realistic tone. So, yeah, I think that's why they did that. But I do wish he was in the movie more because he really is a good character. We just don't really see him that much, though. And looking back... It really does just seem like he was a character made to just progress the story. Now, you could argue that that is every character, but Eddie Mannix feels real. He feels lived in. And to be honest, 
like I said, I love that character. Actually, I don't know if I did say that. But anyways, yeah, I love that character. Um, but to be fair, the movie, I didn't really think of that as I was watching it. Um, I didn't really pay attention to the set design as I was watching the movie. But as I was looking at IMDb about this, and it said it got an Oscar nomination for the set design, I started thinking back. I was like, huh, it actually was pretty good. And now that I'm thinking about it as I'm talking, the... Um, the set designs for the, um, when they're actually filming Hail Caesar, you know, the movie in the movie, it's, it's actually pretty cool, because you actually get to see what it looked like back in the day, and you get to see all the cameras, and it's just really cool. Now, I think the dialogue was great. I'm currently writing a book that's set in the 50s, and, you know... You, you we really gotta get the dialogue down, or else you know it's just not great, and it doesn't feel like it's from the fifties. You know what I mean? So I think they did a great job with the dialogue, and to be honest, this movie could really make or break based off of that. For someone who's a die-hard movie fan, sorry, I was just blowing the hair off of my phone. I don't even know if you guys can see that, but I mean hear that. I'm so dumb. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Um, now, I know dialogue is a part of the writing, but the writing is something I'll talk about later. But um, I think the scenes with Eddie Mannix, where he's talking to the father, or at least I think that's what they called. Sorry if I offended someone because I really did not mean to. I just don't know a lot about that sort of religion where you guys have to go in that box or what. I'm, I'm just going to stop before I offend someone. But yeah, sorry. I just don't know what that relig- what religion that is. And um, But yeah, back to what I was saying. The scenes where Eddie is talking to the father are shot beautifully. Especially that shot at the beginning where it shows him in a medium close-up. And the light is on him. And you can tell that he's in a closed space because of the shade. And how there's just a little bit of light so he could see him. I honestly thought that shot was stunning. And um, But to be honest, that's about where my praise ends. When I originally saw this movie, I honestly thought that it was almost perfect. Because I enjoyed it so much. And then I looked up on IMDb, and I saw the score, which is like a 6.3, which I don't think it deserves anywhere near that cl- that low of a score. Maybe like a 7.5 or an 8, but definitely not a 6.3. But yeah, when I saw that, I kind of started to rethink about how I felt about the movie. And I definitely came up with quite a few things that were wrong with it. Like I mentioned earlier, my biggest flaw is probably the writing. And now, like I said, the dialogue is great. But they just had so many side plots in this movie. And they kind of just pushed them to the side until the end. And you kind of forget about them. And to be honest, it feels like some of them do nothing for the story except, you know, pad the runtime and maybe get some new. Um, some more stars to put on the poster. 
And um, minor spoiler ahead, I, I do recommend you see this movie, especially if you're a film lover. But when, um, I gotta get back where I was. I, I bring off of a script, and I'm kind of just improving stuff as I'm saying it. But yeah, um, minor spoiler ahead if you haven't seen it. I found it. And, um, Eddie tells Hobby or Hobie, sorry, that Bard's been kidnapped. And they really don't tell you why. Now, I understand that you don't want to tell your viewers everything. You know, that you want them to infer some stuff. But that feels like something, especially if you're a fixer, it feels like something you would want to keep to yourself in case he accidentally leaks it to the press or something. Because if that got leaked back in the day, that would be a pretty big deal. I mean, it'd be a pretty big deal now. So I really just don't know why he would tell that to Hobie. And it feels like they just included that in the script. Again, another minor spoiler. Um, so that way when he's on that dinner date and he sees the suitcase, he just starts to go after it. So that's really the only reason it feels like why he did that. Just so it can progress the plot. And speaking of Hobie, I really wish that we would have seen a little more of him. I think he was a great character. You know, you when you think about movie stars, really the only one that stars in country movies, or at least the one, or I mean westerns, or at least who I think of is John Wayne, and that's really it. So it would have really been interesting to see this made-up movie star and, you know, see how his life was. That could be a whole movie on its own, and I would definitely watch it. But... Like I said, it's it, that we really don't see that much of him, which is a shame. But that's about it for bad things. Now, before I tell you this grade, you're probably going to think to yourself, why would you give it that grade if you only had two things wrong with it? Well, when you think about those are two pretty big things that have to do a lot with, well, I mean, there's three. That's pr That's three pretty big things that have to do you know, with the story, and really, it was very important to get right, and in my opinion, they could have just done a lot better, but then again, I haven't made a movie, I plan on making one, but I haven't, so, you know, I probably won't be the best, in fact, I'll probably be awful, but, you know, I, j just, I, I, don't get me wrong, I do like this movie, and I think it's great, and it's on Netflix, and you should check it out, and I'm going to give this movie a B. I'll probably kick myself later while I'm trying to go to sleep tonight. Because I forgot to put down some of my thoughts. But for now, that's about it. And you guys know the drill. I'm going to talk about some trivia, some movie news. And just to make this a little bit longer. Because, you know, other podcasts are two hours long. And mine are like a really short YouTube video. I'm going to... Actually, I'm going to keep it as a surprise. So, um, one thing that I thought was interesting was that Alden, the actor who plays Hobie, he learned how to ride horseback. He learned to... He learned some rope tricks. He learned how to twirl guns. And he learned how to play the, the guitar. Which, you know... That's... They probably... Actually, would they do that? 
I'm I'm thinking to myself, would they um would they actually include him playing the guitar, or would that just be like a, or would they kind of, like how they dub actors' lines? Would they just put some guitar over him just plucking the strings? I don't know. Imagine learning how to play guitar, and then they're just like, um, yeah, he did pretty good, but this guy did better, so we're just gonna put it over that. I mean, it'd still be cool because you know you would learn how to play the guitar, but. That would just suck. Um, but yeah, from all of that information, I think it's safe to say that he was really excited to score this role. And I would too if I was an actor. Because, you know, it's the Coen Brothers and... Oh, fun fact. This is actually the first Coen Brothers movie I've seen. And I'm not disappointed with everything. <laughs> there are some stuff, but you guys already know that. Um, and... Um, he also stated that the twirling the spaghetti was the hardest part of the movie from him. And um, I actually heard this from a movie reviewer called Chris Duckman on YouTube, who you guys should check out. Um, his friend pointed out to him while watching that that could be like a thing for spaghetti westerns, which I thought was interesting. I would have never picked that up in a million years because I'm dumb. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And um, the character of Eddie Mannix is actually a real person, despite the story being fictional. Um, George Clooney did not get kidnapped by a bunch of communists. I'm sorry to um, ruin your guys' day, but you know it, it just didn't happen. And um, he actually died. Eddie Mannix, actually, the real one, actually died in 1963, so rest in peace. I, I mean, I know nothing about him, but if this movie is anything accurate to what he was actually like in person, he seemed like a pretty cool guy. And um, the voice singing and the premiere scene for Hobie's movie was actually Willie Watson. I don't know who that is, but... Apparently, he's a pretty big deal. The Coen brothers kind of reached out to him and asked him to sing that. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. And the Coens, before writing this movie, they had been brainstorming it for a whole decade. And one day, I guess they told George Clooney about it. And he said as a joke at um, a press conference that... His next, his next movie is going to be the Coen Brothers, and it's going to be called Hail Caesar. And the Coens received so much publicity, they actually were kind of forced to write it. So thanks, George. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know why, but I think that's funny. And um, the scene where Hobie is having dinner with his date. Oh wait, I already told you guys this. Actually, wait, no, I didn't. And the scene where Hobie is having dinner this date and uses the spaghetti noodle as a lasso is a nod to Will Rogers, who was a famous trick roper and a vaudeville performer. Uh, there's no way that I said that right. And um, that's about it. Now it's time for some movie news. Da, 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 da. That was really bad. I'm sorry. But, um... Yeah, so Tom Holland's new movie, Devil All the Time, has been released on Netflix, and I still need to watch it. And Instagram has already spoiled a little bit of it. 
I've heard that it's okay, but I'm going to wait till I watch it to form my own opinion. And the pro- popular TV show, um, S-C-H, It's Creek. <laughs> See that, kiddos? I didn't say a word that sounds like a cuss word just for you. Um, it sweeped the Emmys. And, um, you know, I, I don't really watch that much TV. The only ones I watch is Riverdale, which is a major guilty pleasure. Um, guilty pleasure, sorry, I did not say that right. Or, it didn't sound right, at least. Um, so yeah, Riverdale, Stranger Things, and I used to watch The Walking Dead, but I just kind of got to that bad season portion of the show. And I was like, yep, I'm done. And I really haven't watched it since. But yeah, it sweeped the Emmys the other night. Like, I went out in the living room to talk to my mom, and she wasn't really watching it, because she doesn't really watch TV either. Come to think of it, she really just doesn't really watch anything. But I went out there to talk to her, and the Emmys was on TV, and almost every single award went to that movie. That's insane. You know, that that's honestly impressive. I don't even watch the show, but who knows? I may start, but probably not. Um, And the WandaVision trailer has been released, and I am super excited. That was one of the reasons I was excited that we got Disney+. Plus. And, you know, then the coronavirus happened, and... Yeah, all those shows that I, re- I was looking forward to has been pushed back. Actually, I don't think the WandaVision one got pushed back. But yeah, so we got it for free because it's for Verizon. And I don't know if my mo- if my parents will still pay for it after because we really don't watch it that much, honestly. But I have been begging my mom not to because I really want to watch it. But yeah, who knows? But you know what they say. You can always just use the free trial. Um, okay, moving on. Tenet has done very well at the box office, making $250 million. So congrats, Christopher Nolan. And Michael Chapman, who was the cinematographer for Raging Bull, has died at 84. Rest in peace. I'm not going to pretend like I knew him. You know, I just think it's sad and... Um, from what I remember, the cinematography for Raging Bull was actually pretty good. So he must have been talented. Um, and, and apparently the new James Craig, I, I mean, <laughs> sorry, the new James Bond has been casted. And it's going to be Tom Hardy. I personally don't think he's a great choice just because I don't think he looks like someone who could be a special agent. But then again, that's what people thought about Daniel Craig. So who knows? He may be the best one so far. And I really haven't seen any of his movies. I saw him play as Bane in the last Batman movie. But that was so long ago. And I really didn't look at film as I did back then as I do now. So... Yeah, who knows? He could end up being great. And um, Robbie Amell is to star and produce in The Float adaptation. And I have never heard of The Float, but I may look it up on Google once I've finished recording this. 
And um, Rob Cobb, who designed the iconic look for the DeLorean, um, the from the car from Back to the Future, if you guys didn't know, which if you don't know, h- how long have you been alive? But yeah, um, he has died also at eighty three. So rest in peace. Again, I didn't really know him, but he must have been talented if he could create a car that everyone could look at and be like, oh, that's the DeLorean from Back to the Future. So, yeah, rest in peace. And Joel Edgerton, who played Elton John in Rocket Man, is set to star in a limited series called, get this, Florida Man. Well, looks like memes are having an impact on TV and movies, so that's exciting. I can't wait to see our um, Among Us memes getting brought into the television and film. Among Us actually gave me an idea for a script that I want to write after I finish writing this book. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all the stuff I thought was interesting in the IMDb news category. So here's what I mentioned earlier. Now, I'm going to guys tell you guys the last five movies I've watched and give and tell you guys what I thought about them. Now, for those of you who follow my Instagram and actually listen to the, um, my recommendation and listen to the Burke Reviews podcast, you are probably thinking right now, aren't you kind of stealing this from him? And you are absolutely right. But I am not taking credit at all. So, yeah, Mr. B, if you're still listening to this, that was a good idea. And I wish I thought of it first. Well, at least before I listen to your podcast, because I won't feel like I'm stealing it. But I'm at least giving you credit. Um, and you guys should definitely listen to his podcast. Um, I'll put I'll put a link in the bio. And um, I'll I'll put a link to his Raging Bull episode because that's the first one I listened to, and I thought it was really good. So, on September 12th, I watched the Casino Royale movie, the new one with James Craig, Daniel Craig, my gosh, not James Craig, Daniel Craig, and um, I thought it was great, I gave it an A-, and I would highly recommend it, I'm trying to watch all of Daniel Craig's Bond movies, so, because I thought the new trailer looked pretty cool, so... I was like, you know what, I'm just going to watch all of them. And my friends are doing the same, so we may end up watching it together. Who knows? And that same day, I watched Quantum of Solace. (sighs) What a disappointment. I was actually invested in this movie, and then I realized it was supposed to be a revenge movie. And I was like, wait, what? And I thought back, and I realized I had no idea what was going on. And to be honest, until I watched a review for the movie on YouTube, I didn't know the Solace was even an organization. So, yeah, the action scenes were edited terribly. And the writing barely explained what the organization was at all. And to be honest, I would have had no idea it was a revenge flick if I had looked up the description on Google. Um, And on September 17th, I watched Black... KKK Black KK Clansman. I think that's how you say it. And I freaking love this movie. 
It was honestly so good. If you guys haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. The writing was great, and um, sadly, I feel like now is the most relevant time to watch this movie, like, since it came out. There's obviously been a lot more relevant times throughout history, but I think this, I think in recent times, this is definitely the most, I think this is definitely the time people should watch this movie. It made me feel stuff, the clips that they show at the end hit me like hard and it was honestly super sad and before I watched I don't want to sound um ignorant but before this I never knew the true extent of the KKK's hate yeah I knew they were terrible people and that they are some of the worst on the face of this planet but I didn't know they also were basically neo-nazis so that I was kind of just like whoa 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 what so, yeah, that that it, it's it's crazy, man. That people like that still exist in this world. And um, but yeah, moving on to and, oh, before I move on, it's also crazy to think that that is a true story, and that we really just don't hear about it. I honestly feel like I should be taught in schools. Will it probably not? Because they're more concerned about World War One and World War Two, but it's it's just crazy, man. It should be taught. And um, I then rewatched on a happier note. I rewatched Charlie Chaplin's feature debut, The Kid, and it's still one of my favorites. Um, I'll I want to make a podcast episode for each of my favorite movies, which if you don't know what they are you can just look them up on Lairbox and actually no you won't because I forgot what I'm called on Lairbox so um yeah um but yeah it's one of my favorites and I'll probably end up making a podcast about it and on September 20th I just finished watching Hail Caesar which you guys just listened to me talk for like 20 minutes on it so if you didn't know that, uh, I'll, uh, thanks for listening again. Those statistics up, and um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, thank you guys for watching, and I'll see you next time. Now go watch a movie, preferably Hail Caesar on Netflix. But you know that's just me. Or if you don't want to watch that, there is a great movie on there called Good Time. Sorry, forgot the name for a second. And it stars our new Batman. So yeah, go listen to it. And I will see you guys later.